0: Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose.
1: You're listening to episode 18 of Fatalists, a podcast devoted to the Showcase Network supernatural series Lost Girl, now also appearing on Sci-Fi. My name is Dave, and Wayne. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. It's been another two weeks, but this time the uh, the delay is is not man made. It is an act of, of nature. An act of nature named uh, what was her name again? Sandy.
1: Sandy. Sandy. Okay. Sandy came through. Um, you know, now now talking to you, you fared. Uh, fairly well, uh, you know, I, I took on, now look, I, I'm not going to make it seem worse than it actually was, but I had water coming in four windows and, uh, you know, it, what we had decided, we were going to record last Friday. And uh, we, uh, you know, because of the storm, we thought, okay, now we were going to record at my place. I'm sure Wayne's wife would have uh, pitched a fit if he said, oh, I'm going to drive out in the hurricane and go record. So we decided we were going to record separately, which we've done before set it up for nine um you know then i called you and said you know actually i think i just made up some excuse but i was just so like in a bad space yeah. uh, and then, you should never
0: record in a bad space
1: and like no that. and then uh you know my wife's like well why don't you go ahead? well it became a moot point because at eight fifty-five, our power went out and uh but only out for an hour and a half
0: yeah i i i f- Obviously I give the shout out to the people of, of New York and New Jersey who are really dealing with this. Um, you know, we have some friends of ours down here are from Staten Island and know a lot of people whose houses got wiped away. So I know usually I'm I'm like the funny guy or whatever, or I tried to be the funny guy. But this time is you know, very seriously, uh, you know, saying to all you people out there in, in Jersey and New York, our prayers are with you and uh I hope uh, I hope things get better for you very soon.
1: Yeah, because even here where we didn't get hit as badly as we thought was possible, you know, there were still some pretty bad
0: stories. Like the one guy, the tree fell on his house. Sure. And, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, I did spend, uh, we, we did spend Monday night down in the basement because our house is surrounded by a number of very, very, very tall, very old trees. And so I was just was taking no chances. The kids thought it was great though. It was a big adventure. We dragged all the, 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 um, mattresses down to the basement and, uh, it was a big fun time for them.
1: Well, good that's good that it was fun for them. Obviously for the right. adults it's not so fun. Yeah, exactly. But uh anyway, well uh we're back here and we're gonna take a look at episode four of season two uh in a few minutes. But uh uh you know for me um you know i'm really torn with season two of Sarah Connor Chronicles because since that's all there is I don't want it to be over. Now I know you'll say, "Well, then just rewatch it," and and that's true. But I'm trying to savor it, but it's really hard. I just there's been, only one
0: first time, right?
1: Yeah, and I've just been plowing through. So I'm about halfway through season two,
0: and uh, it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I told you. I told you. I kept right. saying, like, see, you thought season one was good, but season two just yep. kicks it up to eleven. Now, are you up to date on Arrow?
1: Have you seen all four? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, last night yeah. I'd I, like. All right, I I'll watched uh, episode two and three. Well, then I saw two and three. Well, I had to see four. How awesome is
0: that show, man? Oh. It's so good. It's so. Oh, and I'm
1: that. really surprised because I don't typically go yeah. for the comic
0: based. As as our listeners well know, you yeah. do not you're not down with the comic book, right? And
1: but... you know, I mean, look, the the story. I mean, it is. There's a certain compelling nature to it, but I just really like the characters. The actors are great. The the characters are great. Uh, I know you're not an NCIS fan, but uh, the mom uh, was uh, Colonel Mann. Uh, she was the love oh, interest okay. for Mark Harmon for about two or three seasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's nice to see her out of she's, her uh, camo she's gear. A very
0: attractive mommy.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Revolution, which uh,
0: I'm going to bring up in the news tonight. Uh, okay, well, don't – I just have to say, because of the, the hurricane, NBC preempted – Revolution twice. Did you see it? You didn't see it on TV, I, did you? I didn't see it on TV right because, like, so they, they actually, you know, it was Monday night, and so they're having hurricane stuff all night, so no Revolution, obviously. And then it's supposed to run again Friday night, which I was psyched. I'm like, ah, New Fringe and Revolution be back on. But then they they were having like that telethon, but it wasn't even like it was even after the telethon. I don't know. There was some extra hurricane showing stuff that they were doing Friday night. So, Revolution, once again, got bumped. So, I, so I, so I haven't had a chance to watch dot com does have it up there. So, I haven't watched it. So, please, all I'm asking is, like, don't say anything about the Sex and Drugs episode because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Not okay. I'm going to go after this. It. I think I'm going to go home and, and knock that one out and then the new episode tonight. So, I'll be up to date. Okay. That uh, show's a lot of fun, though. It is.
1: Um, and I'll just hold off, uh, you know.
0: Now you're like, ah, I got nothing to say now.
1: Well... <laughs> Now the uh so what have you been watching? Anything, well, anything know,
0: other than those? Yeah, you know, well, yeah, Arrow, you know, Supernatural, Fringe, and then I actually Oh, I forgot Fringe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fringe. Fringe is the, you know, and I guess we can talk cuz you're up on the oh, yeah, saw yeah. the, the last one with uh, the, the origin story, man, just like phew, that this is going to some some strange dark places, but uh Um, Also, I'm doing right now kind of like a Walking Dead rewatch, which, you know, this is like the third season and I've never gone back and watched the shows again. And I'm starting to understand why, because some of them are kind of depressing, especially when you know what's going to happen. It it makes like that, uh, you know, that that sense of impending doom. Uh, even worse, and then last night's episode was oh man, like two people, two people who have been on the show since day one got offed last night. Oh, nice! And it was it was pretty hard to take. It was pretty tough.
1: Well, I did see a, a documentary. I guess it was must have been right around Halloween on the zombies in in uh, film and mm-hmm. tracing the whole. But I don't know. Still not enough to make me. Uh, I think Zombieland was uh, that that was enough for me.
0: Yeah, but you know, Zombieland is I I love that movie. It's great. But it's a lot more kind of like lighthearted. And you know, Walking Dead yeah. is very serious. Very, very, very intense. And last night could have been one of the most intense episodes of and I which is hard to believe because every episode you're just like your stomach is in knots. But I did discover one thing. As I'm watching, I realized season one was very exciting. There was always action going on. They're always on the run, always walkers that were chasing them and everything. Mm-hmm. Then season two, it kind of settles down and there's like still a lot of intensity, a lot of drama, but it's it's like human on human drama. You know, uh-huh. it's like the group is like tearing apart and there's all this kind of stuff going on. Um, I think I told you before, you know, they're at this farm. They find this farm. which gives us a, a bit of security. And that's actually what they're looking for is all they're looking for is just a little bit of security. Um just last night, you know, Rick said, "You know, do you want to go back to sleeping with one eye open?" The other guy says, "I never stopped." You yeah, know? Oh, like okay. so, like these people are just on edge constantly, right? And I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago about yeah. right? various shows, whether uh, Revolution or or Falling Skies, and right, yeah, yeah. And you know, Well, any kind of post a lot. Post-apocalyptic type show is going to be like that because what happens when all order and everything breaks down? Well, yeah, like a return to the dark ages. Which you know, kind of talking about revolution. You know, the, the big criticism is like, well, how come they can't make like things like bullets or how come they can't make steam engines? I'm like, well, because it's the freaking dark ages. Can you make a steam engine? Yeah. Like if if everything if the power went off tonight, could you even? plant seeds to grow carrots right just because, let alone... you know, just because you know how doesn't mean you can yeah but do you know how Does yeah that how you, i know how no you know could you could you plant a garden i mean i could plant a garden but how many people out there couldn't how many people have no concept of how to even make their own food what would your situation be like you know even if you're an engineer your first thought is oh i'm going to go out and build another computer you know? you're gonna think, you know, you going to think you're not going to think i'm going to build a steam generator you're going to think oh, i'm going to get some food you know <laughs> I need food and water to survive the next couple of days rather than thinking. So, you know, I think a lot of that criticism, you forget like what happened when the Roman empire fell. It's not like Rome fell and it's just like, Oh, well, we'll just keep on being Roman. No, it's the dark ages happened, man. Yeah. Civilization took like 10 huge steps backwards and it yeah. took almost a thousand years for, well, actually like 500 years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like another like 500 years for civilization to get back to any, you know? So it's like, it's not when a big devastating thing like this happens you don't just bounce back from it. Yeah. So I think, and plus what we've said before, like just chill out, enjoy the show. Right, right. right. But you know what? You and I are dominating the
1: conversation here, and, and you know we need to let our guest jump.
0: Yeah, Danielle, here, why don't you say something? Oh, yeah, she's not here. Oh, she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so no, tell so, me. So, so Dave asked me, like, I, he, you know, I I told Danielle before I left work, because we worked together, and I said, I was like, hey, can you, you know, how about... It you was know, for two weeks, and I said, yeah, I can do it, I can do it, we can do it, and everything. And then, um, so right before I left, I'm like, hey, so you're all right? She's like, well, I don't know. I still got a lot of work to do and everything. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. So I said, all right, just text me, you know, let me know what's going on one way or the other. And uh, so I went home, and I was, like, getting I was in the grocery store, and I get a text message, and she said, sorry, I can't make it. Tonight is meal planning and budget night. <laughs> uh. I don't even know what to say. So. <laughs> uh, I was like, "What?" Like meal. Plan- I mean, I understand because we kind of do that too. Every now and once in a while, my wife and I sit down and decide what we're going to have for the next week. Budget planning. We probably should do that. Doesn't actually happen. But I was just like. Meal, play, and budget night. I wondered if that was like a euphemism for something else. Okay, know, well, I think let's go with let's go with the euphemism because <laughs> otherwise, uh, right. Um, all right. right. So, because, so yeah, you know, so I, you know, I taunted her about. It. I sent her text back taunting her about, it. And, and she's like, "Don't make fun of my my boring married life." I'm like, "What? Please, girl." You've been married like one year, man. Yeah. I've been married 15. Right. Don't talk to me about boring and, well, and uh Well, and, and
1: honestly, I had all kinds of good material to uh, be her with uh, tonight, anyway. So, all right. Well, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, we could save it, hopefully. Well, well, no, I'm going to It's, it's I'm, recyclable. No, well, yeah, yeah, we could, but we're going to use it. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, why don't we jump into a little bit of news? Um, all right. Kate Mulgrew, you know who she is, right? Uh, Star Trek yeah, Captain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Captain yeah, yeah. Janeway. Captain Janeway, yeah. Okay. So, uh, apparently she made some comments that the only true captains in the star trek universe were Catherine Janeway and Captain Jean-Luc Picard um what well i think that was the reaction of many many sci-fi fans and and you know whether you were casual star trek or or not that uh, apparently she rationalizes it that they were the only two that were quote, lost in space and who captained their ships for seven seasons. So I guess she's going with the longevity. So I guess mm. if she was like, you know, in the sports world, well, well, he played a long time, put him in the Hall of Fame. Right. He wasn't that great. And I'm thinking like, OK, you were lost in space.
0: Well, maybe it's because you were a bad captain. <laughs> well, you can't put that on, on Kate Mulgrew. That's that. Uh, her character. But no, it's, I mean, she was really good. You know, uh, I watched Voyager for a couple seasons when it first came out. Um, and she, she was really good. But, I mean, please, like, uh, when you say Star Trek captains, nine out of ten people, the first person they're going to say is Captain James Tiberius Kirk. You know, like. and, and who else would you say? I mean, really. Well, uh, I, Picard would, would be obviously yeah, the of course second. Heck, you and know.
1: even Scott Bakula, uh, who, who we've talked about from, you know, in time travel, uh, the time travel show. Uh, Quantum Leap, man. Quantum Leap. Uh, you know, was in there for four seasons. Yeah, as a captain. How long
0: did uh, Deep Space Nine run? Do you know?
1: Oh gosh, I think because s- Avery Brooks was—he was really good. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, that's one of them that's on my list to uh, take that, a look at. Yeah, it was a good show. But uh, yeah, so anyway, that that was a little uh, disconcerting. All right.
0: Well, but not so because it's so patently crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what are you you got to be kidding me. Like. Yeah. Well, because obviously there's just the you know James Kirk, he is numero uno and everything. All right.
1: Well, Um, under the uh, you got to be kidding me, uh, and I just read this today (laughs) that apparently NBC hasn't learned its lesson. Oh yeah. uh, That Revolution is you know really one of the only hit shows that that NBC's had uh, for a number of years. I mean ABC's been it's like five years right. CBS has been hot. And I guess their premise is that okay, we've got a hit show on our hands. How can we, you know, keep it where it is? Let's put, take it off the air for three months, put in another show in its time slot, and then bring it back in March. Yeah, what? that'll work. Are you serious? I'm serious. What are so, they
0: smoking over there, man? So
1: uh, I'm not sure. You know, there's a new episode tonight. Uh, we're we're recording. Uh, this is the day before Election Day. So yeah, what, uh, November fifth.
0: Um so oh, it's oh hey continuum fans. It's the fifth of November. Ah. It's bonfire night in uh in, in fifty some years, then uh the uh, the, the, the corporate capital gets ah, bombed. Good point. All right. I forgot about that. Remember, remember the fifth of November. All right, but anyway, gunpowder treason and plot. Back, back <laughs> to uh revolution and it's
1: so actually we should probably just have started this that uh, revolution's been uh cancelled. And it will not be renewed for season two, because uh, when it comes back in March, the yeah. numbers will probably be dismal, and then you and I'll be having this conversation all over again. I, so I
0: just I don't I mean they did that to well um, they did it to
1: Heroes you yeah know, but and, Heroes was already crap: at and that it point, limped wasn't it? yeah but it limped along there and then they did it to the event okay I that mean, was the I one remember. that was the one where where everybody passed out for like two minutes you never saw that one no that wasn't the event that was uh, Flash Forward. Oh, you're right. What's the event? I saw... Oh, the event was uh, Aliens. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. um, But yeah, they did that. uh, Flash forward was the one I was thinking about. That was... I don't know how it was doing as far as numbers, but it seemed to be doing all right. And then it went away for like three months and came back. And they're like, oh, okay, we're canceling flash forward. It's like, well, yeah. Because in the three months – like, okay, Doctor Who can do that, right? But most other shows don't – especially shows in their first year have not built up that super loyal fan following. Yeah. You know? I mean, people, they got there's a lot Definitely. of people who like Revolution, but um, yeah, you know, are they going to come back after three months? That's that's uh, crazy. Man. Uh, All right. Now, I just,
1: mentioned to you before about uh, you, you might want to go into Dropbox now. And well, if to, i can and uh oh yeah good point point. Uh, and go into the fatalist folder uh you there yet Well, okay sorry uh, okay gotcha okay so you got the fatalist folder open yeah. all right see what's at the top there the calendar all one. right don't open it yet okay all right, so uh two cast members of uh ron moore's Battlestar Galactica, and by the way, uh, we haven't done our homage to Ronald D. Moore. Right. Uh, I, I'm going with the uh, Duclavi Venom Pale Ale in Wayne. It's uh, Guinness. Guinness. <laughs>
0: the, All right. The, the well, anyway.
1: Nectar of the Gods. Two members of Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar uh, Galactica.
0: Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. It, that was the, uh, the Latin American
1: <laughs> version. Yes. Uh, two members have teamed up for a new 2013 calendar. Tricia Helfer... And Katie Sackoff, you can now open the file, okay. post for the 13-month calendar, and the proceeds go to <laughs> Acting Outlaws, nice, <laughs> uh, a charity that helps uh, uh, the two actresses support causes that they believe in. Uh, for a mere $39.98, you can order a copy. And uh, just for our listeners, it's one, I think it's under the uh, not safe for work, probably. But, uh, you know... Uh, most of us know Katie Sackhoff as Lieutenant Kara Thrace, Starbuck, and Trisha Helfer as our favorite Cylon in a red dress, uh, Six. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, awesome.
0: Also, because she, she has brown hair in this picture. Yes, Not right. that the hair is... Not good. that that matters, but
1: the, <laughs> actually some versions of her, of Model 6, had dark hair in, in the show, you know? Mm, yeah, probably. So, all right. Now, lastly, uh, so I don't know about you. Well, I'm going to order one. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I
0: don't think that one's going that's going to happen.
1: Now, I just r- ran across this today and and uh you know, I know you haven't mentioned it. You have Netflix, right? Sure. Yeah, okay. Now, I don't um but this was an older story. I mean, I read that this started coming out in like March, April, May that Netflix is apparently committed to bringing back some canceled shows. Okay? Yeah, and, and I, I did hear that they're doing arrested the, development. Arrest development. Yeah, that they really already right. placed an order for those. They're in talks with CBS about bringing back Jericho.
0: Yeah, because that was one that uh, a lot I, – I never watched it, but I know that when it got canceled, a lot of people were – Well, I watched it. They did, like, the mail-in. They were mailing stuff to the the, the company that the, – I don't know. We right. tried it with uh, – what was it, Journeyman. There was a ricearoni mailing campaign oh. because it's from San Francisco, you know. Well, yeah. That didn't work. No, Jericho. I mean,
1: you know, it was okay. It just – I mean, but again, now – a lot of the articles I read, and I'm sure you think the same way I do, okay, fine, that's a great uh, bring back. There's so many shows. In fact, we should just direct them to our list that we've already put together yeah. for them, that why would you bring back Jericho when you could bring back Sarah Connor? Now, yeah. maybe you argue that the actors aren't available.
0: Well, I I, I could see probably the, the big drawback for bringing back Sarah Connor is that it's probably fairly expensive to produce. Like, just to get the rights to produce a Terminator show, because that stuff, you know, that's like, held,
1: you know, that like, that's right. big. Well, right, but you do it in conjunction with Fox. I mean, I assume Fox owns the rights, right. and I, I guess, guess what they're going to do, Netflix is going to stream it, so, I, I you know, it, it's, I don't know, but, but you know, so whether it's Dollhouse, whether it's, now, the uh, Firefly, which, uh, you know, uh, Joss Whedon has said that he'd you know revisit in a heartbeat but then you, you know like nathan fillion is
0: yeah. he he's probably not available he's definitely not available and he probably won't be for a while. i mean castle i think he's doing doing really well i'd rather see him in firefly but but um, you know i, I shouldn't say unfortunately because i'm happy for nathan Fillion because um you know he's he's a really good actor and uh, i've seen him on like the nerdist and do interviews he seems like a really kind of down-to-earth guy he's another canadian actually and uh so I'm you know it's obviously happy to see him successful but uh you know uh, if they ever get a chance to do Firefly again that would be just awesome.
1: Right now the Firefly round table uh, have you seen the uh the ads for it? Uh I haven't.
0: This is weird because I like I can say my mother is actually uh really excited about this. <laughs> she was like, have you seen that? Cause you know, she, she's a big castle fan. And so I, you know, I said to her, well, if you like castle, you should, you know, I loaned her my DVDs of, of firefly. And so now every time firefly, they, I guess they have every now and then they have firefly marathons mm-hmm. and then she watches it all the time and gets really excited about, it. you that, know, so. I
1: think I, I guess I should probably know, uh, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, I, I believe it's November
0: 11th is when it's going to air and I, and it's on the science channel. Okay. Um, uh, so and that's the, the they just picked up Fringe. Right. Too. And they I think around then is where they're going to start uh showing a Fringe in syndication, which is very exciting. Yeah. Cuz apparently they're also going to have like guys doing like science analysis during the uh commercial breaks and stuff, kind of like Clint does on the um on the podcast. They're yeah. going to have not Clint, but you know, other guys right. um doing it. So, yeah, it should be pretty cool. I might actually uh, set the DVR for that.
1: Well, now, you know, um I took the day off today. Uh, Wayne went into work, so uh, I pretty much was a lie about. And one of the things that uh, I've seen it, but I've never actually sat down to watch it, is the show called Dark Matters. Have you ever seen that? It's John Noble who plays, uh, you know, in Fringe, Uh is Dr. Walter Bishop, and it's a show based, uh, you know, it's like really weird science. Okay, it's like uh, the guy that has Einstein's brain. Okay. So Einstein dies in 1955 right. uh, in, at Princeton, and just like the uh, the coroner on duty, just you know by chance he's the one that did the uh, the autopsy, and I guess for whatever reason he decides, you know what, I'm going to stick Einstein's brain in my lunch pail and take it home. And then it uh, became this long involved, so things like that. And then there was a, you know, a doctor way back in the day that was using electricity to reanimate or to attempt to reanimate uh, at first dead animals, and then of course, you know, dead people. And uh, obviously, that idea uh, evolved into Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. But it, it's a pretty cool show, very dark. So is this like like a documentary? type? Yeah, yeah, it was on uh, the Science okay, Channel. Gotcha. And I guess they do three stories each episode, and John Noble is the uh, the narrator, and he's on camera. And he looks, it's its kind of weird to see him with, you know, this not Dr. Walter Bishop look. In fact, he looks more like, uh, uh, you know, his uh, alternate universe self. Right. So, well, anyway, why don't we uh, put all that aside, unless you got something else you want to
0: um, throw out
1: there? Um, I don't... No, I, can't I think really. our listeners are going to start saying, "You know, why don't you guys have a separate podcast for yeah. just just to uh go on and on about all this other stuff you're interested in?"
0: Yeah. Yeah, there is a thought. Well, you can just skip over the first half hour of of each podcast right. and and just get to uh the to to get to the to access the lost girl material. Yeah, so uh all right, well we'll get to that now. Uh episode 4 of season 2 called
1: Mirror Mirror and uh it was written by usually or the one that has it. yeah
0: okay this was uh this is actually well it wasn't her her first one but emily Andres. um i think I, I don't know if she started off as a showrunner season two but i'm sure by this point she must have taken over a showrunner for uh, michelle lavretta who our last episode was Mich- the last one that michelle lavretta wrote and then uh, Emily Andres had written Dead Lucky and Necrophobia, so it's not the first one she'd written, but she was, I think by this time, the showrunner. And uh, it was uh, Steve DeMarco directed, and he did a lot of the, Right, we've heard his uh, name. A, a lot of good ones. Okay. So, yeah, he, he does a good job. All right, so what did you think? I mean, I, I don't
1: want to, you know, I've had two weeks to digest this. Uh, I watched it again today as I was lying about on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was, okay. yeah. okay. Okay, you know, I liked it better the second time I saw it, Yeah, but, you know, it, it wasn't really one of the strongest. It, it uh, At first I thought it was silly, but I guess after watching it a second time, it really does have a, a lot of the dark side to it, which I kind of liked. You know, I mean, it would have been a perfect episode to show around Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it was pretty creepy, but, you know, not why, one of my favorites.
0: Why, why would it? be good to show around Thanksgiving
1: I, don't I, know. I I didn't make that jump with you yeah, so. I mean just the, the, the Baba Yaga and the you know the kind of the hag and the witch and how so many kids dress up as witches for Halloween and yeah so I did you know. mean Halloween or Thanksgiving what
0: did I say you said Thanksgiving oh I must be hungry. Uh, <laughs> like, no wonder you didn't make right. the connection. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, all right. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, Halloween. So you meant Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Now that okay, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. The Thanksgiving I didn't understand because there wasn't even the football tie-in or anything. Yeah, good point.
1: All right. Well, anyway, um, so opening scene, we see the Light Fay gangs hang out at the doll, and uh, Kenzie and Bo beginning their Long night of drinking, commiserating
0: over Dyson flirting with the waitress, and uh, man, they got toasted. Uh, apparently, because she went and uh, she went and, and called up uh, Baba Yaga and didn't even didn't even know it. Well, you know the interesting thing it, it's
1: uh, uh, you know, and, and Bo even says you know that we're going to take the high ground. You know, that as drunk as they were. Uh, and, and she had a couple of good lines, which I didn't write down, but uh, where, where Bo, uh, Bo kept mispronouncing Baba Yaga and, you know, Baby Yoda, I think she says at one <laughs> right. point. Um, but, you know, I mean, as drunk as she was, she's, you know, look, you know, he saved my life. Um, you know, so don't don't go putting a spell on him. And
0: as usual, Kenzie yeah. didn't listen. Well, you yeah, know, I mean, OK. I mean, chalk this up to is, all right, I was really drunk when I did that. Okay, so that is, it's not really an excuse, right? Like, just because, you know, you you were hammered when you did something doesn't mean it's okay, though, you know, maybe we understand that because, you know, probably everyone has done something while they were in that kind of state that they regretted doing uh, pretty soon afterwards. But, you know, it also shows, I mean, she sees bow hurting, and and that's what sparks this really this deep animosity, um, just like when you when you drink, you know they say it brings out your inner a hole, right? right? So right. you know, and so on, and normally she's okay with with Dyson, but uh, she has a little bit too much, and now and that with seeing how how hurt Bo is, it uh, kind of sends her over the edge. Plus, she didn't, which she should have, but she didn't take it seriously, right? She doesn't. Well, see, that's the
1: thing; it's not clear whether or not she really believes in Baba Yaga, or is it just one of these, uh, you know, uh, things that parents hold over their head of their children, you know, and that in the Slavic community is Baba Yaga the the boogeyman or or whatever. She she is. She definitely is. And, you know, did Kenzie seriously think anything was going to happen? You know, later, you know, when, when Kenzie is in Baba Yaga's realm, doesn't Baba Yaga tell her that, you know, I know you've tried to invoke my name other times and you would say it twice, but you never said it the third time. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't know, you know, why that, you know, why she never came through with the third time.
0: Right, and- well, she just, she didn't, you know, like, she believed, I obviously believed in it enough that she wouldn't go the third time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that Bloody Mary thing, you know, how many... How many kids actually went how many say actually say it three times in front of the mirror, you know, Right. Like. Right. Now, you know, we haven't been talking about this
1: in a while. I guess maybe there haven't been overarching themes or whatever. And I had trouble finding, you know, anything that really made sense here. Uh just about everybody in Bo's group is angry at somebody else in the group. So there's like, you know, everybody's mad at somebody. Um but, uh, you know, when I asked you a few minutes ago what you thought, I mean, it just didn't seem like there was any real direction. And I think this is the, the – we've talked about this before with, uh, with other sci-fi fantasy shows. When you're going to 22 episodes, which is what season two is for Lost Girl, uh, this almost just has the feeling of one of those like fi- filler, filler episodes. Yeah, filler episode, yeah,
0: for sure.
1: And, you know, it was entertaining but didn't really do anything to
0: further the plot. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly not the, well, because we, you know, once again, there's something big and sinister coming for Bo, right? Cause the, the little girl told her. Right. And so, uh, but this, we don't get any more about that here except for, you know, that kind of creepy at the end, the hand coming out of the mirror. Yeah. Know? Um, which I'm not sure exactly what that means. Ah, I that. Okay. I well, we'll get, we'll, that, we, uh... we'll get to that. We'll we get that. But I, I I actually did some going back and checking and, ah. and pausing which I, I rarely do because it takes up time, but uh, this time I actually went back and did it. you want to do that in the Revolution episode. Yeah? Yeah. The, um, the new one? Yeah. Okay. The the
1: pausing part. All right. Okay. Um, well, why don't we talk, you know, we haven't broken things down by character in a while, so I thought, all right, we'll get back to uh, doing it that way. So, okay, let's take Bo. You know, we really haven't... Look, I mean, she likes to have a good time. She likes to party. But we really haven't seen her get this out of control in a while, you know, in, in terms of being, you know, that drunk to where she's, you know, virtually passing out. Sure. Um, now, even though she's really drunk, she's still aware of, you know, the fact that Dyson doesn't deserve to have a curse placed on him. So, you know, that was interesting. Um, the... uh waking up with a nasty hangover and the mark of baba yaga. Yeah. Now who has that not happened to? You know? Uh yeah. Um <laughs> so all of this, you know, starts to unfold and and so what she do? Who does she go to for help?
0: Uh, it's trick, right? Yeah, trick right. always yeah. And, and and he uh and they figure out pretty quick. You did what? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, ah, you know, unless you, you know, called up, like,
1: Baba Yaga, right? And then Kenzie's like, Gah! Well, see, and that's the thing. And, and it goes back to, did Kenzie really believe in the whole myth of Baba Yaga? And obviously now, you know, Baba Yaga is, is you know, real, and um, he seems pretty upset that uh, the spirit has been summoned, and then this whole thing that he can't and he won't help, okay, since Baba Yaga
0: exists in her own realm, well, yeah and there's more of those those Fay rules right that like everyone else kind of has to go by, but um I once again, kind of because of her her status then uh beau feels doesn't feel that that need to adhere to the uh the traditional rules of the Faye community is, is she's
1: when the, somebody had made a point of like I don't care about the rules was that when she was talking to Lachlan? I can't remember now, but uh somebody brings so, that yeah. up um well, you know, also the the funny thing when she's going to trick for the help, and uh, he starts explaining a little bit about you know Baba Yagan, that uh, she's going to want to kill Kenzie, but she'll want to fatten her up first. And in this episode, Dyson gets the best line of the episode. Like, lucky for us, that'll take a while yeah. <laughs> to fatten her up. So, uh, and he d- you know delivered it uh, you know totally deadpan, which was great, um, but. After trick though, you know it's got to pain her to go to Lachlan for help, and he's, uh, you know, what does he say? Something about you know, hey, if I lost one of my pets, I'd just get a new one.
0: Yeah, well, it's that you know that attitude there. You know that, yeah, he's just like, oh, you're just get new, Kenzie. What's 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 the problem, man? Right. Um, but so- but he he doesn't say it. Like, it could be a funny line, but he doesn't say it funny. He says it in a kind of nasty, condescending way. Right. Now, is this the selling her soul to the devil? I mean, is it? Could be. I mean, we said before that Lachlan seems like he's trying to work with her a little bit more than the last Ash did. Mm Mm-hmm. know. Right. Um, He seems a lot more smart. I guess we just, because he just doesn't look like. Yeah, he's too smug. Right, exactly. Whereas the other Ash was just kind of just exuded that coolness right right? and that kind of like i don't even need to relate to you because i'm just way 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 better than you and he always had that kind of attitude of it wasn't that smug sense of superiority; it's just that natural kind of authoritative sense that lachlan doesn't really have that the fact that she has to think to call him the ash rather than call him lachlan is just kind of an example of of how um he doesn't command that kind of respect innately Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but like I said, though, you know, he's, he's trying to work with her a little bit here. So, you know, maybe there's something there. So he does seem sketchy. We obviously don't trust him, but yet you think about it, it seems like he's reaching out. Well, I mean, it's really surprising
1: to me that he agrees to help since there's a human life at stake. And that's, you know, that's really what we're talking about. Well,
0: well, yeah, but he's got, you know, she says, "I'll,
1: I'll do your, your,
0: you know, what what she called their um freelance freelance right, right. freelance work for you and and that's uh, and that you know changes he's just oh oh really you know so he tries to be cool about it but you can kind of see like you know he's right like, so he you know, recognizes how important she really is
1: and yeah. and how you know he now again we don't know does he have something in mind that he wants her to do well i, I we think don't. clearly he does right you know, like, and I mean, that, uh,
0: obviously he's got some kind of agenda here
1: so it's, he's still this commanding presence, but he's he's toned it down a little bit once he, you know, finds out that she's going to agree to freelance for him. Cause, like you say, you know, that, that he, I don't think it's too, uh, unreasonable to say he apparently needs her. We just don't know what for yet. So, yep. all right. Now, um, so how does he help? Uh, that was kind of interesting. Well, he, you know, he sends her to the,
0: uh, the nymph the nymph right, right which i think who uh then you know the water nymph who then can send her to the world of baba yaga which was weird because she's like you know like she's in the tub like her body's in the tub and then it's also kind of in in the it was it was weird like just i, I know not to like think too much about it You're because right. you know it's like it's not like there's an actual you know physics doesn't have like a formula to describe what happened here but uh but yeah, you know, I was thinking like Wait a second, hold on. She's kind of like in in the well, place, sort of like and then she's in you know, astral projection. You know, like
1: yeah, or actually, one of the things on not to segue too far. One of the things on the John Noble show today was remote viewing.
0: You know, so uh, which is
1: you know sort of what we're talking I about. View, here.
0: I always have a remote when I'm viewing this. Okay. This nothing science about. It. You point it, the TV comes on. Yeah. You, yeah you know, plus and
1: another button that turns off until it's, you've dropped it so many times, then you have to shake it a few times before yeah. it works but, well i mean I
0: got you know, I have to put it up high so the kids can't get they they get to it and it's all done okay. I'll never find it
1: now you know that that was pretty intense though you know uh, uh and then I'm sitting there thinking things that again have absolutely no bearing on on actual episode but is that really ice in there? Man, that must've been a drag to film that scene if that's real ice. But of course it probably, the water was probably warm. Those were probably just like, like little plastic, of plastic cubes.
0: Yeah. There's no, no right. way, man. Cause Holy cow. I mean, I, I, I hurt my ankle a couple of weeks ago and it, you know, not since college have I taken my foot and put it into a bucket of ice, but that hurts. Man. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was trying to keep it in there for 20 minutes. I was like, I was going crazy. Um, so yeah, there's no way that that was realized because that that was I just seeing that just because, having that had that experience just like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was just like, even just yeah. knowing that there's no way that that was realized, but it's still was just like ah oh, right. God.
2: But
1: then and then within the context of the story, you know, what she agrees to do, you know, to save Kenzie, which is this essentially is I mean, does she does ris- she die? Risking her own life, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, we're certainly on the verge. Yeah, you know, and, right. and uh, uh, obviously, Dyson brings her back with the uh, the reverse succubus, whatever. Yeah, or uh, right, right.
0: the 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 yeah, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, we'll call it the succu kiss this any time. There's a lot of that, man. She was she right. was she was going. She she kissed two girls. Yeah. And here, and then but, Dyson she was but even the nymph uh you know seemed
1: genuinely genuinely concerned that uh, you know that they were going too far, and that you know they were not
0: going to be able to bring her back and of course, Dyson said you just don 't know her right. um, and how strong she is and but, you don 't know that there 's still like another eighteen episodes that go, so obviously she 's not going to die but, right. um, <laughs> but like, yeah, that happens yeah. on supernatural all the time, like Sam and Dean yeah. are always like you know killing themselves so that they can visit another world to save the other guy and then they got to bring back and everything so it's Right and and you know I again I guess old hat. this
1: was one of the stronger scenes I thought in the show um I mean you know some there were some enjoyable things at the uh, realm of Baba Yaga that you know kind of a you know dark flavor but uh the one thing though I didn't like about this scene you know going back to your um you know discussion of clichés which we started back in episode 1 the whole Uh, When I was a kid, I nearly drowned. It's like, okay, come on.
0: Yeah, and I actually looked that up because I thought, oh, hey, we got some, you know, like biographical information on Lake Minnewapo, you know, and and there's no. Lake Minnewawa, okay. anywhere. <laughs> so, does she grow up in the Midwest? Is that what? like well, I mean, yeah. You know, of course, we don't know the Midwest it, where. I, I mean, Minnewawa. Like, obviously, it sounds like she's from you know the Minnesota, like yeah. the Midwest of you know of the, Something. of the U.S. I don't know. We, like you said, we've we've gotten really very little. way anyway, but I thought I'm like, hey, there, you know, like, it's like trying to figure out where Springfield is in The Simpsons. Like, you know, they never reveal it, and everything. They always find clever ways to to like. You know, say, like, oh, here's Springfield right here. And, like, someone passes by, right? Some points to uh, a map or something okay. like that. Of course, there's about 100 Springfields probably. Exactly. Like, right. For, exactly. Because yeah. there's a Springfield in like every single uh, state in, in the country. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought for a minute there, maybe we might have had something that would nail down where she was from, but nope. But But, yeah, obviously, it sounds like, I mean, Lake. Something. Yeah, so sure. Minnesota and, you know, a lake. I mean, obviously there's, you know, a bunch of lakes in, in Minnesota, Michigan area. Now, you know, it's sort of a role reversal because, you know, up to here, uh,
1: Bo's been the impetuous one and has done things that kind of, you know, we, we look at and, and sort of cringe and this time it's Kenzie and, you know, it's her impetuousness that gets everybody into trouble. Uh, I, Again, you know, there were scenes in the show that I liked. So, so when she takes Bo to visit her, uh, was it her aunt? Right. Is yeah, who I, was, was? I was just
0: thinking about the aunt. As far as that, that was a pretty funny scene.
1: Who I guess we would say charlatan medium, perhaps would be uh, would be accurate.
0: Well, she's pretty successful in getting. Well, uh, as it
1: turns out, you know. Um, anyway, so she goes there, and and uh, um, yeah, she she thinks it's all. You know, fake and then she goes, Well, yeah, I know how to
0: summon Baba Yaga in theory, but come on, it's Yeah. I just say because I, I actually was just uh one of my my buddy Roman I just saw him this weekend. He's Ukrainian. So I, like that line where they like, you know, you know, there's no Baba Yaga, Santa Claus or an honest Ukrainian. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was that was funny. So Ukrainians are lovely people. That that's uh, that's not a nice thing to say at all. But yeah. Uh, now and and she seems surprised that Kenzie even
1: believes in uh in this um, but anyway so we, uh, she summons her Kenzie's drawn into the mirror and ends up in the dungeon amid the bones and the skulls and uh, you know we we find and and Kenzie had a good uh you know a good description it was a cross between and uh, now I can't remember uh I don't know, but anyway, uh, it was Martha Stewart, and but no, that's not what it was. But anyway, so she ends up, and there's uh, a number of other girls that are being held there, yeah. and you know they've all just
0: uh, have become resigned to their fates, right? And like girls like from throughout time, because like there's the one girl who's like in looks like '70s type dress, then the right. girl who uh, Kenzie kind of describes her as being the fiddler on the roof, right, dress and everything. And so. then which one's the one she said love your top.
1: I think that, that was the '70s girl, probably. The, girl from the '70s. She's the um,
0: one who. Uh, oh, I wrote her name down. Well, I mean, it was really
1: kind of creepy, and, and creepy in a good way, obviously. Um, but Kenzie does what she always does, which is to take action, look for a way out, and like I said, they've all resigned themselves to their fates. Um, but it's not going to be a quick fix. And she's got to peel potatoes with the other girls, and clearly she hasn't peeled too many potatoes in her uh, day. Right, and they're like, "You're Russian, though." I don't, I don't yeah. Um, now the uh,
0: the human dog was an interesting uh, interesting yeah. touch. The the dom- the, the, model, the dom- I can't remember. It's domovi, D o m o v i. Damovi, I think. domovi, domovi. D-O-M-O-V-I. 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 I should have really remembered how I should come back to watch to see how they pronounce that. Well, anyway, but yes, which is well again, we'll save it for the the folklore section of the okay. podcast. But I've, yeah, okay, but
1: but that. so was he? You know, I how did he end up there? I mean, I, as far as I know, that uh, at least you know what we're told is that it's the
0: girls that end up. Yeah. Well, they're um they're they're not. Too different from the brownies from last week. Okay, are, it's kind of like the Slavic um, <clears throat> version of a brownie. So it's, it's every household would have a domoviy. Okay, and so it just they they would naturally be a part of, uh, of the house. Okay, all right. Well,
1: anyway, so we see, and I'll let you, like you said, uh, mm-hmm. expound on that in uh, in a few minutes. Um. Uh, Kenzie tames the dog, you know, throws him the bone while he's eating. She goes in the trunk, gets the mirror and, and basically uh you know, gets everybody out. And it was sort of like a, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to look for illusions in, in virtually everything. Uh, you know, or we is this is like a little Wizard of Oz reference where she gives each woman a piece of glass, you know, take this glass and think you know, think of home. Sure. Take this glass and think of home and then uh uh you know the the a little shirley jackson uh lottery uh you know when when she comes in with the bag and all the girls have to take out the marbles and right right you know but uh, i think i'm probably seeing things that are
0: yeah but I, I, yeah you know, i think what these are are kind of like uh, uh cross-cultural type things you know that you will see i mean that's a good way of building suspense is you have like a bag of marbles and you know like they did in the hunger games too yeah. you know, it's like the same thing where it's just a chance could save you or could condemn you right and she seemed relieved that she drew the black marble yeah right because yeah now it's it's no more of this you know nonsense right so you know so that was
1: interesting um well, anyway, Kenzie gets back, and I thought that was pretty
0: interesting that the way she gets back, she comes through the tub herself. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, okay, so like Bo's body seems to be there in, in two different places at once, and yet Kenzie got sucked in through the mirror and then right. popped out through the tub. So it's kind of like, I guess, once again, I know, don't look too deeply into it, but still, you know... I it's uncertain as to the kind of physics of this realm here, I guess, and everything that, uh, you know, does it do, does your body go through there or not? How is Bo there? You know, her body seems to be in both places at once, but Kenzie's body is actually there. And I don't know. It was just, un, you know, I, I think it could have been more consistent with that in, in, you know, like either, you know, Kenzie's spirit gets sucked in, her body stays back at her aunt's place. And then when she gets free, it goes back out. You know, then I would have been more acceptant of that. But the one, her whole body goes in, and the other, her body stays and her spirit goes. So it's you know, it, it's uh, it is inconsistent, I guess, would be the yeah. best word. But from a superficial standpoint, it's the first
1: time we get to see Kenzie wet. True, you always go there. I know. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, and, and that was something I wanted to bring up with Danielle tonight, but and we'll have to hold that so I won't even mention what the topic was, but along those lines. Um, well, all right, so at the end, you know, after everything's said and done, uh, you know, she gives Bo the little pep talk about, you know, not giving up on yourself, fight for Dyson, and you know, just kind of, I guess that's about the only really uh, story line that that gets, you know, pushed, so...
0: Anyway, yeah, um but, you know, like after a you know, intense experience like that, they ironically enough go back to drinking, which they probably should have maybe, you know, dried out and spent a couple yeah. days like, Why don't we have why don't we why don't we do ice cream again or something? But uh yeah. um but yeah, that was you know decent line. Nice All right. parallel structure there. All right.
1: Now, Dyson, you know, you've been pretty hard on the boy. Um, yeah. He's getting on with his life. Uh, yeah, that I'm, I've, he started, he's back in my good graces. Okay, and you know, is he being a little too cavalier? I mean, he is for Hale. You know, I mean, you know, Hale's telling him he needs to tone it down a little bit so the group can, you know, continue to exist.
0: Yeah, you know, he's well, he, but he's like you said, he's trying to get Bo to accept truly that. It's not because he knows Bo's not going for it. She still thinks there's hope, and he's you know just trying to think of of ways. And so he goes back to the the old tried and true, and I'll, I'll you know hit on another girl in front of her, and you know, and, and that's what I did before. It seemed to work out all right, and uh, so we'll try it again, see how it goes.
1: Yeah, and it was pretty funny about the cursed women, uh, yeah. the way they reacted to him. I mean, really ballistic, and and it was just you know, it was so funny the, their reaction and then how angry he was at the whole thing. Um, you know, so, and, and then of course the nymph that, that Lachlan assigns was a former lover of his and, and it was just, you know, but despite his anger, he does whatever needs to be done to save Bo, breathes life back into her, like we said.
0: Yeah, I, th- I don't think, we've ever, I mean, we've seen him get angry, but we've never seen him, like he was really, really angry with Kenzie, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so that was, that was interesting that, that me, but we, you know, again, it kind of goes into, I think it was very consistent with his character and that, um, who's this guy who, you know, doesn't enjoy drama around him right. and, you know, he's really old. He's been around for a long time. We know. And when things, ha- when all this stuff happens to him, that, that kind of interferes with the little bubble he's put around himself, he gets pissed. Okay. So, all right. Well, what was the hand? The hand was definitely Baba Yaga's hand. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. I And I went back to check, because I'm like... And uh, it, it is a left hand. Okay. And at first, I went back, like, oh, maybe it's not her, because, like, on her right hand, she doesn't have any rings. But then there was this one scene where I finally... Her left hand came in, and she's got, like... She had, like, four... Three rings on her left hand. And it was, like, the same three rings that were on. But, you know, you notice that the hand is all scarred and everything, because she fell into the fire, right? Okay. So, um... So, so the, the, you know, the, obviously, she survived the flames and, you know, we would assume is going to be rather vengeful now. And Bobby, you guys, probably not someone you want pissed off at. I right? wouldn't think so. Um, so, that right. maybe that's something that we'll we'll see down the line. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen season two. I, I can't remember whether she came back or not. So, you know, I'm not spoiling anything here. I'm, I'm just saying this, this isn't a... On a straight up prediction, yeah. So, all right.
1: Um, now, I don't have anything else. I know you've got some of the, you know, the mythological stuff, but uh,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think if there's yeah. anything. Yeah, else I mean, I, I story. think
1: ordinary. You know, like we said, I mean, it, it just wasn't that great an episode. So, I don't think
0: there's a whole lot more to talk about. So, why don't you? Well, it was still better than a lot of other crap you see on. Well, but... yeah, okay, <laughs> no doubt. But it's just as far as as the the high. Uh, level that uh, um, that Lost Girl has you know we come to expect from Lost Girl it was maybe right. not quite as as good as the others maybe too fanciful I, I had trouble getting over that the whole like I said the whole thing about being in one place or another
1: right and I mean I think that's you know, on the one hand it's the strength of a serial on the other hand it can be the weakness if you don't address the serial and you know that that I mean, it would be like you know, Fringe, suddenly in the middle of uh, you know all this that's going on in in the final season, it's like, well, let's just do a Monster of the Week episode and right, uh, yeah, like a one-off, yeah, because that's what this kind of seemed like a yeah. one-off and yeah. and
0: or it would seem like you know during like the second season of Fringe, just all of a sudden one week they show an episode from season one, right. where One of the characters who died, right. is suddenly back, and <laughs> everyone's yeah. like, I, I spent you know half hour being very confused, okay. But uh, you
1: know, to uh to quote Les Claypool in the title of uh one of uh, Primus's albums, they can't all be zingers. Yeah. So all right, so anyway, what do you got?
0: All right, so for our as yet to be named section of the podcast, um I'm toying with a bunch of names like the uh the myth lore, maybe. I don't know. There's just we gotta come up with something snappy. I can't most of the time my brain is thinking about other things that, uh, but I don't know. So if you got an idea out there, you can email us at <laughs> fatalist at podbean.com, right? And uh, give us uh, suggestions as we call this time. Basically what I'm going to do, as we said last time, is talk about the illusions that uh, occur in the references. Um, and most of them come from folklore. A lot in the past have come from Celtic folklore, but obviously this week, they're almost all Slavic. And now I'm thinking like I had my buddy Roman right there and I could have asked him, you know, he was born in the States. His parents are Ukrainian. He's married to a Ukrainian. He's very much in the Ukrainian culture. And I could have asked him all these questions about Bobby guy and everything. I totally forgot. So, uh, you know, does he go to
1: the Russian deli?
0: Missed my chance. He probably does. Where is he? I don't know. He does, but he's like into that. His kids like are in the like Ukrainian boy scouts and everything. So it's funny. Um, So anyway, starting off obviously with Baba Yaga, Uh, she is a Slavic hag. She is supposed to eat children. Um, Sometimes she's not always evil. Sometimes they she's like people seek her out for her wisdom. I guess we kind of see that because you know Mm -hmm. Kenzie goes to her in you know time of need. Um, She's supposed to fly through the air in a in a mortar and use the pestle as like kind of like a rudder or something. That's strange but you know that's funny when you say like one folklore like something we'd say from like western folklore you know from like you know english folklore or american we would think oh yeah you know big tall guy you know chopped down uh, all of the forest and had a big huge ox and yeah that's totally fine but then we get a, a lay fly in the mortar no that's unacceptable right, <laughs> right. um there are, there's actually one thing the, the keyhole to a front door is supposed to have sharp teeth so like the one that you remember, Kenzie like tried to open the. Oh, and it, it bitter. In the bitter, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, th- this was interesting, and they didn't really make any kind of reference to this, but she's supposed to live in a hut that's on chicken legs, like okay. off the ground. Okay. Thing. So, and apparently, this this is actually um, an an occurrence in in the the Slavic world um that they would have huts to, they would build for storage to avoid flooding and everything they'd put them they'd find four trees mm-hmm. and they then they would build a hut up there using the stumps of the four trees so it would look like it you know had chicken legs oh, so okay potentially that was the, the um origin of that particular part of it um now there there's actually a one of the tales with Baba Yaga is uh, Vas- Vasilisa the Beautiful, and in Vasilisa the Beautiful, the heroine is given three tasks, uh, by Baba Yaga, and uh, Vasilisa then gets Baba Yaga's servants, which is a cat, a dog, a gate, and a tree, uh, to help her because she was kind to them. So we kind of see that, like Kenzie's kind of like Vasilisa here, she's kind to the Domovoy. And then, so he helps her take down Bobby. You got so that was like kind of a nod there. I thought to that. Okay. All right. So the next one is uh, naiads or nymphs. Naiads was particularly like water nymphs. Um, and it's traditional. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if you read Greek myths, you know, like of nymphs who like tempt people to like jump in after them and stuff like that. So they're very beautiful but potentially dangerous um animate nature type things that live in the water i couldn't find anything about water portals well actually there's plenty of stuff about water portals but apparently there's things that actually are water portals that uh so that wasn't what i was looking for i was looking for folklore like people passing through water to reach another world i don't know if i could really except for you know the phantom menace of star wars Mm one i don't know if i can really i mean I, i know it's happened before i'm sure there's there's other parts of it i just course, i couldn't think of any stories of course, water before. portal sounds like uh stargate
1: atlantis or something all like right that. there you go okay. Atlantis.
0: <laughs> so yeah i couldn't think of anything from that i could from folklore mythology that I, I could remember where people specifically entered the water in order to pass through to another world but you know whatever um but i guess it's kind of like um Uh, You know, just the idea of like a water and a mirror and things that kind of like things that reflect, you could see would, especially when they first came out, you know, people could see, oh, they look in water, I'm seeing like a different world, you know, not that, oh, it's light hitting the water and reflecting back to me, oh, I'm seeing a new world. You could see how people would think that. But, you know, with nymphs, obviously, there there comes the modern context of the nymphomaniac as, as, you know, like a, a whore, as a woman who can't be sexually satiated um and you know the the thought that i I found has like someone maybe the origin of that word is maybe because nymphs were they would uh mate with human males but they're also beyond male control and so maybe that's you know that and the thing is potentially how that ended up taking on a negative context Mm -hmm. um how we move from nymphs being one thing you know and like still you know i'm sure there's you know eighth and ninth graders all across the land reading Greek mythology. When they hear the word nymph, they all chuckle. And I uh, think that that's really funny. So yeah. so that's maybe potentially how that happens. So. And I the domovoy, which is a Slavic house spirit. And again, in many ways, similar to the uh, a brownie, um, they are small and bearded, sometimes completely covered in hair, sometimes can take on the appearance of a cat or a dog. Um, but every house has one. And so it's kind of like the brand where as long as you are, you know, take care of the Donald boy, he'll take care of you. Apparently they don't like profane language too. <laughs> so, but you know, obviously you see, these are things parents tell their kids, right. you know, Hey, don't, don't go cursing in the house or, right. or the Donvoy's is going to get upset and, you know, he's going to pee in your, in your bed or something like that. Um, they're supposed to live at a threshold under the door oven. So we saw the Don living in that threshold, that tunnel there, um, in there. And, um, you know you don't like again you know, you don't want to you know upset your domovoy because then he'll start playing tricks on the family and there's this whole thing about actually when you when when you move you ask the domovoy to come with you you have to be very polite and ask okay will you please come with us so there's domovoys apparently will go with you to a new house if you move and things like that so uh and apparently this is still people you know in 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 Russia in the east you know still totally believe in these things so uh um the, the, apparently this is you know, at least according to my sources is a, uh, still a 20th century, 21st century, uh, phenomenon. All right. Well, cool. So that is the unnamed segment of the week. And, uh, we'll
1: throw your, uh, email address at the end of the episode. If you have an idea for a title, you can let us know. So, all right. Well, we haven't done a List in a while. In a while, so we decided we we're going to deal with male. What did we narrow it down to? Um, sci-fi. They're not heroes. Just
0: uh, yeah. Well, heroes. Okay. Top ten male TV sci-fi fantasy heroes. <laughs> All right. So be as specific as possible, and I still came up with like twenty guys.
1: Okay, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of uh, you know overlap. We should, hopefully. but uh, I'm gonna this go, is going to go on forever. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to go first, and uh, the the one that came to mind first for me, uh Fox Mulder, from the X Files, played by David Duchovny. And
0: is that who did that? Is that what, the guy who played Mulder? Yeah. I just mess with you. oh. <laughs> <laughs> at first i thought you realized i was being sarcastic oh okay then you looked at me like you didn't realize that so all i i right. let you in the joke before went right. too far all right well anyway <laughs> um for me you know
1: that was the the show that got me back into sci-fi watching you so know, you that, should actually
0: be maybe annoyed at it a little bit you mean that you did that that it did that oh oh well because you know. know you could have been doing productive things for the last you know, actually
1: uh, 20 years of your life w- one, of, one of one of our coworkers was asking me how the podcast was going uh the other day and you know i, I said oh, it's going really well he goes you must have to watch a lot of tv <laughs> you're you're not kidding yeah. you know just to keep it's up this hard
0: work man but uh, but somebody's got to do it someone's got to do it um, we'll take the bullet
1: but anyway you know i mean the x-files really was that show that i think reinvigorated sci-fi tv and you know the whole uh conspiracy the the government knows things they're not telling you and and then they also you know worked in you know all sorts of other mythology with between aliens, monsters and you know they
0: covered it all so yeah and i think one of the first shows that made like the mythology kind of that central organizing aspect of it you right. know like oh yeah we'll have one-offs every here and every now and then but really it was like the first show where you kind of have to be there from episode 1 um to get it, and you know, this is why. What before the DVR, which was probably, I mean, they probably would have had. I mean, well, how many seasons again? We still had a good it long went, run. It uh, went nine seasons. Yeah, I still believe. nine seasons. So not like it, you know, it didn't do well. But think of, it might even have more people nowadays. That because how many people were like me? Like I watched it season one, and then, you know. Season two kicked in and, you know, I missed a couple episodes. I'm like, ah, forget it. I'll never get caught. I'll never, you know, like I can't set my VHS tape every right. Friday night. So uh, yeah, I, I did. Sit, hang it. Of course, I didn't have a life at that point. But anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So who you got? All right. Uh, I am going to go with, as previously mentioned, uh, James Tiberius Kirk. Yeah, I got as, him. As my, as not my number one. Oh, uh, you probably know who I know. Well, we're not gonna okay. But uh But yeah, like up there for sure. As far as you talk about sci fi heroes, he's got yeah. he's gonna be like one of the top guys. Right. And even the uh I can't remember the name of the actor who played him in the movie. Did you see the movie? The mean, Star Trek movie? Yeah, you the mean last one. Chris Pine? Y- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean he was he was great. He oh. did a really good job as as James Kirk. Um and obviously the William Shatner Kirk is, is the you know, the model for all others to follow, but uh yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, apologies to uh, oh, Ka- Catherine Mulgrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, she, yeah. Could, she She was ineligible for the list as her sex precludes her from being part of it. So, all right. So you
1: mentioned in. you mentioned James T. Kirk, and I think there are very few shows that you could legitimately draw two male characters from. But you know, I have Spock.
0: Okay. Oh well. Yeah, sure. I you know now I think I sh- he should have been on my list. I, I mean, mean, put you, them on you, there. Just I mean,
1: you that. talk about uh, iconic characters. Uh, in fact, Spock may even be more iconic than than Kirk. And you know, you could probably argue that they're equal. But
0: I think it's just easier to to for people to know who you are when you dress like him at Halloween. Yeah. Well, that's a good point <laughs> too. So. You know, because like you dress like Captain Kirk, and, and you know, like you could be any number of Star Trek guys, but. You know, with the pointy ears and, and the and everything, uh when you're you're Spock, people know you're Spock. Yeah, yeah. So all right, who you got? All right. Well, let's keep on this line and I'm gonna go with someone also previously mentioned, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. As played by Patrick Stewart. And he was just a really, really cool I mean T TNG was a fantastic show. Um just really great TV, flat out. It was one of the shows that uh that kind of got me back into you know, being interested for a while. Uh and, and you know it was at the same time as like Quantum Leap and everything so there was like some really good sci-fi shows on and again like right probably right about maybe a little bit before uh, X-Files started
1: Right and it's interesting how these shows you know it depends when they came out as to whether or not we were able to you know really invest ourselves like you mentioned X-Files you know you were out of college but you weren't married yet you're living with your buddies and, right. and it's like You know, I mean, yes, I mean, DVR, I mean, uh, VHS recording systems were available and I set mine. But, you know, at that point I had been married for a number of years. I mean, we were pretty much, if we were going out on a Friday night, it was to go out to dinner and,
0: you know. But whereas like with Quantum Leap and and Next Generation, um, they started when I was in High school, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, but you know, after I graduated from college, you know, I, well, I went to you know grad school, but I went to grad school back in my hometown. So yeah. I was back living in my old bedroom, my parents' place. I didn't have any money. My friend John didn't have any money either. He was working at Pizza Hut. So like, we would just hang out and watch Quantum Leap and Star Trek and everything. Yeah. You know. So I mean, yes, we were losers, but yeah, there you go. You know, the but, life but, and
1: see, TNG, I've never really watch i mean that's right. one of the ones on my list well, because you were employed right and and but you 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 know, you mentioned iconic characters you know still make it so
0: yeah you know? right so you
1: don't know yeah. but you know the make it so right the
0: all right t well, earl gray all right now,
1: now one i've got on my list i'm not i'm not going to say it because i know you're going to have it on your list and it's probably your number one so i'm going to go with uh, admiral william adama
0: yeah well, he's, he, he's not my number one but yeah he's definitely on my list and
1: uh um you know, I think of they all. They him Lee, right? Didn't they call him? No, that's Lee? his son. His son, Apollo. Yeah, ah, yeah.
0: I can never remember the. Adamas. And
1: and you know, I even considered Lee, but you know, I just think Bill Adama is such a no, form- he formidable is. character that he is. on Apollo, so many I didn't levels. I really like
0: Apollo in the new one. Yeah, uh, so that, I didn't really like him in the original one either too
1: much. Um, but the thing I liked about Bill Adama is that the way the character evolved over the four seasons and that you know he started as this you know military man that that uh you know saw had no use for the politicians that if they were going to survive it was going to be you know because uh, the military was going to uh you know allow them to survive and was going to you know and and then he slowly came around and uh you know to watch him develop Along with uh you know the the president, you know
0: I thought was really interesting, and then the relationship they had so sure and then it was it was also interesting if if uh you go back and watch Caprica that you get some of that sense of what created him uh by seeing his you know his father um in action and everything and he mentions his father quite a few times in 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 the show uh it's or maybe it's just the one time he actually really mentioned his dad you know when uh when Apollo was going to Defend or, something. oh, right, 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 the right. Court case, he talked about how his dad was a lawyer and everything, like right. that. Um, but so, yeah, Capco was uh, really interesting to get that idea of, of, of him, yeah. Bill Adama for sure, all right. All right, I got one. Uh, I'm just gonna throw him out because we end up talking about the shows anyway. But uh, I had Jack, I can't remember his last name, and John Locke from Lost, okay. Jack Shepard, shepherd yeah. Right. Jack Shepard,
1: and you know, I I thought about him, and I'm not sure what made me not put him on the list, and, and actually, to be honest, I can't even believe I forgot John Locke, and that's especially after seeing uh, 666 yeah. uh, Park Avenue. I almost
0: jokingly put... I did, but I didn't feel like even going back to look up who that the, – Character the, the was. Char- not right. not Locke's – not not the one that uh, Terry O'Quinn played, but the the guy, the husband that moved in. Right. I was going to jokingly put him in there, but okay. I thought, you know, it's not even worth it. But, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, Jack Shepard and Locke. I mean, from, from, from that show, I mean, you could almost make a case
0: for Sawyer. Nah, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, I
1: mean, it, it, it's it's funny because you think a show that's got – you know, arguably fifteen main characters. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to single out. Sure. You know, but but yeah, I certainly think those are two uh you know, because yeah. they were at they were at each other's throats. I don't want to say from day one, because probably not from day one, but but certainly not too far into season one, you know, yeah. they, they they
0: began their clash. Sure right and, up until and the end i I thought about sawyer actually and the reason i didn't and the reason i really include jack was because jack's character has just changes so radically and he you know and then he comes back you know and everything but that when you know he when we see him standing on the uh, on the bridge getting ready to, to jump off and everything like all of a sudden we're like what you know what's going on here and everything so I kind of went with that, with uh, as as far as picking characters for Lost and, and Locke as well is a character who um, just has is so. I mean, we talked about this before. He's just so complex, and there's just so many aspects to him. And I don't know if we ever really get you know, for a lot of things in Lost, which frustrates a lot of people. We never really get the full picture, right? You know, what was really the deal with this guy? Um, but just a, a very fascinating, complex character. And I don't think Sawyer really. He doesn't really change. He's still like he becomes less of a. Well, it, it's not you know, all about him, you know. I mean, he does
1: right. he does sacrifice himself. He jumps out of the helicopter at the one point. Right. Remember, but I'm just saying
0: right. that like I don't. He he doesn't go through the radical change that. No, that, that's think, true. That Jack does. No that's thing. true. Plus, I was a jader. Not a jader. Yeah. So. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> um All right. Now I've got a couple on here again that I I, I feel like I'd be stealing them from you. So I'll go with uh, Topher Brink.
0: Oh, Topher. I forgot that Topher.
1: From Dollhouse. Yeah. He was the uh, the man behind the uh, imprints and uh, the computer genius boy wonder. Uh, just you talk about complex characters. Now, certainly we didn't see enough of him. You know, he certainly wasn't complex to the level that that Locke was or any of those characters. But, you know, in, in the 26, se- uh, 26 episodes spread over two seasons, um, you know, Pretty pretty interesting character. Oh yeah,
0: and especially at, at the end of Dollhouse, you know he really, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, when everything had culminated and yeah,
0: and he's, you know, yeah, that's that's a great one. fresh I should have thought of it. I'm I'm annoyed I didn't think about that one. All right, all right. Well, since we're kind of I mean, before I only included uh, the one, but I'm going to throw his brother in there too, which you probably guess who I'm going to talk about here. That would be. Sam and Dean Winchester. Okay. Now, at first, I was, I was only going to include Dean because I thought, you know, it's nominally a top ten list, but you know, we always end up throwing out like thirty or so people. Right. But the Winchester boys from Supernatural um, are, you know, fantastic characters. Dean is my, you know, personally, the favorite of the two. And actually, I could maybe throw in Castiel as well, who is this angel, who's a recurring character throughout there. Um, but they, uh, you know, they they just. The the Winchester boys have just kind of been through to you know hell and back literally, um, and uh, even spent some time in purgatory. Um, but you know they they're, they seem to be annoyed at each other a lot. But they're kind of the, that the central relationship of, of that the brothers, and they kind of do whatever you know anything for each other. Um, is holds you know, through the, the the most part. And, uh, that's kind of been like the central guiding force of the show is just these two who, uh, sacrifice so much for each other time and time again. And they even say sometimes like, we got to stop doing this. They know we're going to do this. This is, this is what they're Mm -hmm. banking on. And this is part of their plan. And and yet they still go ahead and do it anyway, because Mm -hmm. they, the central idea is no matter what's going on, I, I know I'll be true to my, my brother, if nothing else. So, all right, great characters. Jensen Ackles as, as Dean and, uh, Oh, Jared Padalecki as, as Sam. And, uh, okay. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. Go back and start watching Supernatural. Yeah. It's, it's all on Netflix. Okay.
1: It's on the <laughs> queue. All right. Um, I know you probably want this one, but I'm running out of names, so I'm going to throw them out there. Captain Jack Harkness.
0: Ah! A, how did I not put that one uh, out there?
1: Okay. Well, you know, I, I guess since I just saw Arrow last night, the fourth episode right. of Arrow, and uh, he appeared as well dressed yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, well dressed man. Uh, he's gonna be a
0: baddie too, man. Like, that's what it seems. Which is which, sol- is, which is uh I guess good, yeah. You know? I mean, unless
1: that they want us to think he's gonna be bad and he's actually gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, could, you know, yeah, right. They could go right? a bunch of different because, ways. Because uh, you know, now, um I mean this. Well, heck, the fourth episode aired last Wednesday, so come on. I mean, you know, so if you haven't seen it yet, sh- you know, shame on you. But, you know, the whole thing with the boat in the warehouse where we think there's something sinister about that and, you know, well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. You know, maybe you maybe, there's, maybe there's
0: something. That's, uh, that, that's yeah, that show is really, uh, man, that's a really interesting show. And, and, yeah, they are, you know, when you think with a superhero show, that's an easy show to have, you know, like kind of mon- we call Monster of the Week episodes you know just here's the bad guy he's got the list right every week i'm gonna take off one guy on the list and hopefully there's like 44 guys in there for at least two seasons and at that point right. we'll maybe find a new list oh here's my dad didn't file cabinet. Right. you could easily do that and probably still have a very entertaining show and have a popular show but they're right away going like there's something else involved back here the whole the, the island that he gets on like what's up with that you know yeah i'm putting oliver queen on the list can these two guys ever stick to what it is they're no, actually they talking can't. about? All right, it, anyway, you know? we're talking about John Barrowman. Let's get back on right, You're right. Uh, <laughs>
1: um Yeah, I mean, just again, we we've we've just seen him a little bit in in Arrow, obviously, but uh Captain Jack Harkness, I mean, we first see him in, in Doctor Who, uh, and then we see him in Torchwood primarily. And he, you know, in in a similar way to the first Ash, he's just cool. Yeah. I mean, it's you know the 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 long coat, the you know the t shirt, the uh, you know just his whole you know his
0: whole persona is just. There's it's funny because I you had told me about Torchwood, so I actually had watched Torchwood before I watched Doctor Who. It's kind of like the cart before the horse type right. thing, but you know actually Torchwood is what got me into Doctor well, Who. Well, I'd say same thing for me. Yeah. So, and you know, and you got me into Doctor Who. Right, so I'm I'm watching Torchwood, I'm loving it. And then I watch him like, you know what? There's all this, there's stuff that I don't understand because it's obviously references to Doctor Who, but I've never, I haven't seen Doctor Who. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch Doctor Who. And I'm watching season one. And I think it's like episode five when Jack Harkness first appears. I actually cheered. I was like, yeah. I was like, woo, Captain Jack. Nice. You know, it was like, I was really excited. And I know that makes me sound 10 times nerdier than I even sound before, which I didn't know that's possible, but there you go. But you know, I was like, it was—he's that compelling a character yeah. that when I saw him in Doctor Who, for, I wasn't expecting because I didn't know what the first episode showed up in. I knew he was in it somewhere, I didn't know when he was going to show up. And when mm-hmm. he actually did, I was like, "Awesome, man!" And uh yeah, so see, I'm cool. not even
1: sure I knew he was going to show up in Doctor Who. So that was, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I—that's I, why I started watching Doctor Who because reading like about Jack Harkness, like you go to the Wikipedia page and yeah. say, "Oh, well, he was in episode the of of, of right. Doctor Who," so I'm like. Oh, okay. So I'll go see Dr. Who, like, ostensibly to see, really just to tie in the the stuff from Torchwood. And then, you know, obviously, no, I've really gotten into Dr. Who from that point on. All right, so... Well, while we're talking about Jack Hardys, let's talk about the Doctor. Well, I figured
1: he would be number one on your list. He, I, I,
0: the the only guy I put a number next to. <laughs> okay,
1: was the Doctor, and then in parentheses, number one. Yeah, so, and and I think that would certainly be. I mean, there's nobody that's got the longevity of uh, of Doctor Who, and yeah. Uh,
0: so no, you yeah, you can't argue with that for sure. And uh, just as as be- because it's a character that each time someone else takes it over, they make it their own, and yeah. so. He's uh, always evolving as a character. You know, you can go from like Christopher Eccleston, who, yeah, you know, was had a pretty dark take on on the uh, yeah. on the Doctor, and then to go to David Tennant, who was almost like the opposite end of the spectrum as far as Christopher Eccleston. And uh, so it's you know he's just as as a character, it's just as long as they get these awesome writers to keep you know writing for it he's going to continue to be this really compelling amazing character yeah so and he's got a cool blue box yeah all right so are you done i've only got one more but okay. i'll hold
1: it till last
0: okay well i'm gonna throw out again i'll take two at a time okay. here uh with john connor and darren reese okay which you might argue with me about darren but i just really like darren as a character uh, it's darren right Derek. 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 Yes.
1: yes. yeah um yeah, you know, I I I mean I considered them. Well, I mean, to be honest, I considered John. Um and uh actually I saw uh the actor I can't think of his name. Thomas Decker. Thomas Decker in something that my wife had on the TV when I woke up in the middle of the night and there he was. Yeah. Um uh, didn't look too uh, sci-fi. No, so, I don't
0: think he's done any sci-fi um, stuff. He's—I he's, mean—he's been keeping keep busy since uh, Sarah okay. Connor went off. But, there, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, yeah, we can, yeah. Go, we can go with him. <laughs> he's just really uh, a cool character, and that was probably my main concern when starting to watch Sarah Connor Chronicles. Is like, well, they're gonna have some young guy playing John Connor, and, yeah. and it's always like a kid, and you know, like in T two, it's just like, ah, well, see, I guess kid, what I do you know.
1: like about the you know the whole character is the whole you know, one minute he's, you know, battling, you know, T triple eights from the future and the next he's, you know, on his way to school carrying a lunch that mom yeah. made. And, yeah,
0: or he's worrying about, you know, his girlfriend or right, something right, like that. Right. Or um, i want to fit in. I need new clothes. Right. So, yeah, that's 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 funny how that the show constantly is working that dichotomy of, yeah. of trying to pretend at least, you know, trying to Live a normal life, but at the same time, you know, being obviously knowing that the world is very soon going to change very much. Right now, now speaking
1: of Derek Reese, I mean, I will say that uh, I was not a big Brian Austin Green fan. Uh, You know, I mean, nine hundred two one zero. I mean, it came on with such hype way back. You know, and and I will admit to having watched uh, a few of them and didn't like them then and uh, certainly didn't think I was going to like them, but he's really good.
0: Uh, It it was definitely, on the surface, a very questionable casting choice. I remember seeing Brian Austin Green. Like, I'm really, is that, that's a dude from 90210. I'm like, what? Because as far as playing a tough guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you're like, and he pulls it off, and he totally pulled it off. Yeah, he was he was awesome, and yeah. he he's going to show, like, especially as you get more towards the end of season two, like you start to even see more facets of his character, and the fact that you think about this, you know, like he's, you know, sent back from the future and he's this kid's uncle, which he didn't even know when he got sent back. He didn't know he was that John Connor was sending them back. So there's all kinds of things you think of like, all right, wait, he picked my brother to send back, but he knew that my brother was his dad and he sent him back. And then he sends right. me back and he knows I'm his uncle. And yet he's the one I sent back. Like why is he doing this? What right. is, you know, and that's the whole thing I've talked about before is like John Connor in the future as the puppet master. Right. And maybe that's even the character I really want to put on my list is that guy who we never see in the TV show, but is right. constantly there, He's, overshadows everything. Is that John Connor in the future who's engineering everything that's going on in the past now because he knows, because it's, it's happened for him, it's right. already happened. So he knows you gotta go you know and everything and, and that just blows my mind to think about that guy and what is he doing and you'll see in season two that becomes more of a question as the season goes on people are asking that question okay all right all Right. so still me right because you're leaving the other one yeah all right some of these i'm gonna well okay i'm gonna give a shout out to a couple of characters from primeval because we don't really talk about that but uh so we got uh my favorite was nick cutter and then uh and danny quinn who are the two different uh, two different times leaders of the uh, this unit that would uh, now they're on the first not they're not on the current one
1: that just started, right, started up again. Right. Well,
0: or, Danny shows the, is he in season five? He does show up in season five in like one episode, I think. Okay, um, he was the leader in season four. He, yeah, he kind of or does he kind of take over in season three? It's, it's somewhere in there. He takes over either in the mid mid season three all of season four, he's the head of the team and then um takes over for, for Nick Cutter and uh, you know, both just uh really cool guys and you know, like they did a great job with it and very interesting character, especially Nick Cutter. Who's his, his wife is like going throughout time and mucking about and, and, and uh, causing all kinds of problems. So at first it's like, he's desperate to find her because she like disappeared. And so he's trying to find her. And she comes back and and, and he realized she's kinda of like a bad guy now and everything. So he's like kind of this whole uh really torn in in dealing with her and everything. Because he still loves her and everything, but he's trying to deal with her. So uh all this stuff. But two really cool characters and just a, a great show. Which is, by the way, very manageable because they only have like six, seven episodes yeah. a season. So. All right. So all right. Uh, okay. So then, I, I, I've cut out a couple, but I do need to mention one guy from uh, Walking Dead, and I, I bet you everyone out there is thinking I'm going to say Rick, but I'm not. I'm not going to say Rick. I'm going with Daryl Dixon, who is um, Daryl. Basically, we he's like in the second episode of the first season is where we first see him. His brother, actually, I guess it's the third episode, maybe, but his brother Merle. Rick runs into. He goes into Atlanta and he runs into this guy Merle, who's this crazy redneck, totally nasty individual. And they end up handcuffing him to a uh, to a um, a pipe, and they leave him there. They, as, as, they didn't mean to do it. Really, it just kind of so happens that you know they're being chased, and they like I said, it's always they never have time to really think out. They have to do things kind of on instinct. And and Merle, unfortunately, kind of uh, you know. Dug his own grave by being such an intolerable, you know, jerk and threatening their lives and everything. Um, so when they they then travel back to this camp and and uh, Rick is reunited with his family. He's trying to get to his family. He finds his family at this this camp of refugees outside of Atlanta, and everyone's just like, "Oh, where's Merle?" And like, "Oh, what's Daryl going to say?" You know. So it's this kind of impending doom, and we just assume that since Daryl's his brother he's going to be just like his brother. You know, he's going to be a total jerk. And as it turns out, he's probably one of the more sympathetic characters. He's still like very, like he's, this guy's like a mess. He's a tracker. He's got his crossbow. He's a dead shot with a crossbow. So he's awesome at all these things. Uh, Complete redneck, but um, just a a really sympathetic character. Uh, This little girl from their group goes missing, and he's the one who never quits. You know, he's the one who, when everyone else has said she's dead, forget about it. He never stops looking for, and uh, so he's he's to me uh, not just one of the, mo- the not just the most compelling character on Walking Dead, but one of the the, the best characters I've ever seen on television. It's just wow, really that's awesome. yeah, high praise. Yeah, he is. Um, actually, the other night there was this great line where they're in like a prison, and there's like these two prisoners, guys who were who were prisoners there, and they're trying to decide whether to allow them to be with their group or not. And, uh, and, and Daryl's like, well, you know, I can really see cause I could easily be those guys, you know, just by, by some trick of fate, you know, they're in here and I'm out here. And so Rick is like, so you think we should let him? He's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know? So that was just like classic, like combination of that pragmatism versus his, uh, you know, kind of, uh, human understanding. So anyway, I know I talked a lot about that. Nah, really that's cool. okay. So I guess let's come to yours because I I am thinking maybe your this character you're sitting on might be one the last one I have on my list so probably not oh okay Cameron Phillips come on I gotta
1: get Summer Glau in there come on oh
0: okay <laughs> like wait like I'm pretty sure that's like is is her last name Phillips yeah I think so how's when did they ever say her last name because she's always his, his, his sister. It was like Bomb. Yeah. You know, it was like Yeah, that. but, well, anyway, I'll have to look that I up. I thought it was like someone from Stargate or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, All right, yeah. Okay, so you're putting Summer glow in there even well, though she's I a just, chick. Yeah, right. So yeah. a couple of weeks ago you were just uh, saying. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Not even but, giving but, her the, by the next, first lady of, right, of side by ne- right, but now by, you're putting her on list with the guys. By next week it'll be Amanda Who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that season two will do that to you, man. So, so yeah, the, the last one I thought you were saying that I was sitting on was John Crichton. Oh. Yeah, I can't believe you did it. God, think I can't believe list. I didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, I was just I was just saying like, oh, he hasn't said. Farscape. That like that. Like, yeah, from Farscape. So it's, yeah. Okay. I can't believe you didn't have him on your list. I That's know. crazy. Well, what are you going to do, you know? All right.
1: Well, in no particular order, but I think we both agree that <laughs> Doctor no Who is, there uh, is the n- number one top
0: uh, 15 to 20 <laughs> male characters um if you combine them maybe we can uh you know we group them by show maybe we can get 10 yeah but i think doctor who will will both go with uh, yeah, as number with, without, 1 without without doubt
1: without doubt all right um any other closing uh point you want to make
0: yeah you know like you know listening to i, I guess it was just like the uh, the revolution podcast now with uh Daryl and jeremy and there. um struggling with coming up with like a witty send-off line. Oh, okay. And uh, and you know, I, for a while I, I said, you know, peace in some way for a couple of weeks I always include the word peace in there and and then I realized that that was kind of getting old and then you know, I, I went with an Italian phrase one time. I just I don't know. Maybe I should you know, like the, the fringe guys have like they have the same thing they say every week, you know, like some witty send-off, but I might just go with the I'm not saying a send-off, send-off. Oh, okay. How's that? That's, right. I'm going punk rock on this one.
1: All right. Well, uh, if you want to drop us a line and perhaps give us an idea for a title for Wayne's uh, Fay of the Week episode... Or something uh, I can say at the end. Or something you can say at the end, uh, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us at the website, fatalists.podbean.com, and you can... Download the podcast either from the website
0: or through iTunes. And uh, and once you're on iTunes, you can go ahead and leave some feedback down there at the bottom. But, uh, you know, whoever,
1: wherever, I mean, uh, we really uh, appreciate the, the people that have been downloading it because the numbers keep going up for us and <laughs> – uh, you know, it's certainly gratifying. I mean, yeah. that that somebody's out there listening.
0: Yeah, and I think well, I gotta like figure out maybe this Twitter thing or something. I don't. I've, once uh, season three starts, you know, we should definitely at least start a chat, or like do a live chat um, to help kind of do a little bit of community building around here, and uh, you know, so that we can talk to you and you can talk to each other, and uh, which I think that'd be really kind of a cool thing to do. Yeah, but, and,
1: and heck, if you want to uh, record uh you know a little message that we can play on the air. I mean
0: just send us an email and attach it as a MP3. Yeah, like you said, you're almost guaranteed that well not almost you're guaranteed that you send us anything. We'll read it uh, as long as it's you know as long as it won't get us the explicit tag uh we'll 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 play your message. We'll uh, read what you have to say and so come on people give us some feedback.
1: All right. So uh until next time. I have no send off.